Bruce Lee once said that many people believe that talent creates opportunity. But he said, it seems that intense desire creates not only opportunities, but its own talents as well. We see in the readings today two examples of women who gave away everything that they had. First, from the Old Testament, we have the widow taking care of her son during a severe famine that struck all of Israel. She gave to Elijah the last measure of flour and oil that she had in order to make him a small cake. Then in the New Testament, we have the famous story of the poor widow who put her two small coins into the treasury of the temple. Jesus marveled that she gave from her poverty, has contributed everything that she had, and all of her livelihood. Both of these women were widows. The Bible, of course, often speaks about compassion for the widow, and for good reason. Unless they were independently wealthy, widows were particularly vulnerable in society, because there were few ways for widows to support themselves. Thus, if they didn't have grown children who could take care of them, they had to get by on charity. Yet each of these women was able to make a gift that was, in a sense, a total self-gift. They were giving everything they had, and they had no sense that anyone else was going to step in to take care of them. That's the essence of a vocation. Not just that we are called by the Lord, but that we are called to put our complete trust in Him. God is the one who is going to take care of us. Every person that responds to a vocation is doing exactly that. They are saying, Jesus, I give myself over to you. I love you and I trust you, but I have no idea how this thing is going to work itself out. I think that every man called to the priesthood feels exactly that. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how I am going to be a priest after the heart of Jesus Christ, but I will respond to that call and I will lay down my life for him. And every person that is getting married should be saying essentially the same thing. I have no idea how this is going to work out. I don't necessarily have the confidence that I can be the husband and father or wife and mother that God wants me to be. But I am going to trust in Christ and make this commitment. Because one of the remarkable things about the stories of these two widows is this. Neither had any sense that what they were giving would be enough. Neither had any reason to think that what they were giving would, objectively speaking, make any difference at all. A small cake or two small coins. What they were giving was seemingly insignificant. But in fact, that's what everyone dedicating themselves to a vocation should feel if they are appropriately humble. They should feel that what they are giving is insignificant, even though what they are pledging is their entire life. Because ultimately, what a person should know is this, that it is God's grace that will make that gift worthy to the task. It's not us, it's God. Next to his devotion to us, our devotion to him or to another person is puny and insignificant. But God's grace can transform that small gift, that bit of flour, or those two coins, into something remarkable. We have so many examples of this in the lives of the saints. Think of Mother Teresa and the missionaries of charity. At the beginning, it was just a few sisters and her. 
they went out into the streets of Calcutta, where there were thousands upon thousands of sick and dying and destitute people. They gathered them up and they cared for them. Not all of them, of course, because they couldn't possibly care for them all. On a human level, their work would seem to be making an insignificant dent in the problem. What were a few sisters going to do against all of this suffering and misery? Yet that's the way God calls us to see our work, like the mustard seed that starts small and grows into a large bush. God God took Mother Teresa's two small coins and turned her into a saint. And from that, we have the great legacy of the missionaries of charity, a worldwide network of caring for the poor and the outcast. But going back to the readings from today, we recall that these two widows, not just because they are prime examples of people who had little but gave everything that they had. That, again, is the story of all of the saints. Rather, there is something that the Lord is teaching us, especially about widows and about the spiritual power that they command. It's interesting that in the early church, widows played a prominent role. We see this both in the book of Acts and later in the Pauline letters. Widows were the spiritual backbone of the Christian communities. In fact, widows who joined together formed the prototypes of what would later become female religious orders. Thus, we are drawn to contemplate the fact that widows, those seemingly past their prime, with no one perhaps who would take care of them, who might be otherwise ignored by the community, who had only their desire to pray and to serve God to offer. These are the Lord's chosen ones. They are the ones who could offer themselves entirely to the church and to the people in prayer. It is a sign of our Lord's great love for the world that he often gives his greatest gifts to the most lowly because they long for him most strongly. Perhaps precisely because God knows that these are the ones who will return that gift to him in an outpouring of love and devotion. Their intense desire causes God to create in them great spiritual power. Their intense desire creates its own spiritual talent.